Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Baby Got Booth. I am your host in Media Res, and today I'm here with stuntman and voice actor Justin Cabanning. Did I say that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Cabanning. Uh, it's a Hawaiian Filipino name. If anyone has ever heard the name, uh, that's me. Okay, I can barely pronounce my name, so if I get it wrong, please correct me. English is not, it is my first language, but it sounds like it shouldn't be. It, it could happen. Nah, you're all good, Rez. <laughs> thank you so much. All right, uh, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, yeah, thank, thank you for having me. Uh, it, it's, it's such an incredible opportunity whenever uh, someone uh, like you, who's very, very passionate about voice acting and just our industry overall, because... Uh, with voice acting, it's everywhere in our everyday lives. You hear it on radio, you hear it in video games, TV, streaming now. And j just seeing and wanting to have our thoughts divulged and having our story told is an incredible honor. So thanks for having me on the show, Rez. No problem. And wow, you can do a better intro than I can. Good for you. No. <laughs> you want the show? I'll give it to you. Oh no no oh, oh I could I could not take over ba baby got booth and that was the first time in person I've I've heard that so I was like holy that was that was really cool <laughs> really catchy oh thank you I it's kind of uh I, I don't know I shopped it around to it for a few to a few people at ver at first it's gonna be like vocal booth I'm like boring I want something fun and unique <laughs> it needs it needs to be catchy. Yeah, you know, I think Sir Mix a Lot would tip his hat off to you don't for sure. Don't tell him. I don't know how how like how well he likes to sue. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure he likes it, but you know, uh, he's 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 a pretty humble guy from <laughs> what I hear. His, his podcast isn't taking off yet. I can't afford a lawyer. <laughs> oh, okay, you got. <laughs> okay, absolutely, absolutely. All right. So yeah. So again, thank you for coming on. And here we just like to have a casual discussion about voice acting or what you do or whatever. Or if you just want to hype me up, I, I take that too. Oh, you know, I've been accused of having such an infectious energy that tends to get people pumped up. I mean, uh, a fun fact for anyone whom I've told this story to, uh, both uh, on-set talent and voice actors and performance capture alike i have been accused of being a disney cast member even though i've actually <laughs> never worked for a disney park or disney store in my life and people automatically ask where do you make your magic and i'm like oh i'm sorry i'm actually not a cast member but thank you so much <laughs> um yeah they say i'm i'm very outgoing uh, despite the fact that i'm uh in a very uh, introverted ambivert. Uh, I grew up as an introverted kid. I was very shy, but uh, you know, I always loved cartoons and video games, and you know, uh, I always enjoyed hearing people smile and uh, seeing people smile and hearing them laugh. So that's a big part of my energy as just a person overall. Aside from me being a talent, you're just a Disney adult then. Yeah, you know, that that is quite the truth. That is the perfect way of summing it up. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, a good majority of adults around the world are Disney adults. I mean, we, we love the legacy that's been left for us. And now we're also being a part of that legacy, aiming for the stars and trying to be uh, make it up there, you know? That's what we do here. <laughs> we aim for the stars. So we can get on to the first question. 
Um, sure. So you currently reside in L.A., correct? That is correct. So what's the specifically the voice acting scene like there? Because last episode we had a kind of perspective from Dallas. Um, I'd like to know about the L.A. scene, too, as well. Yes. So from what I have understood, uh, and I'm so very happy that Dallas and uh, several parts of Texas have become a very generous hub for dubbing, especially in uh, Japanese anime and animation. And I love that. And thanks thanks to Funimation uh, for being such a, a supporter of that. But as for Los Angeles, you know, a lot of people refer to the acting industry as Hollywood. So given that Los Angeles is or Hollywood is a part of Los Angeles, it is a pretty big market in which uh, voice acting is very closely related to a lot of different aspects of acting on camera or any sort of production crew role, or even post-production. So with voice acting, which is a big part of both the production stage and even post-production because you have different areas of ADR and you have sound foleying, which usually comes, which goes along progressively in the, in the feature or the, the animated show uh, making process. It is a very busy, fast-paced environment, but, you know, everyone just loves creating something that's so cool that hasn't been done before or something that offers a new perspective and spin on things. So that that's a big part of what Los Angeles is, especially when you have not only all these different areas of creativity at work, you also have a generous melting pot of talent residing here in Los Angeles. You have so many people of ethnic makeups and voice types, and it's so wonderful to see that a lot of these demographics are being represented appropriately, or at least are stepping in the right direction for these efforts to really representing a certain uh, party appropriately, and also really allowing their their voices to be heard and being represented appropriately on film. And so I'm I'm glad to say that Los Angeles is not only a fast-paced, uh, very busy environment as for voice acting, but it is also very progressive in terms of diversity, uh, ethnic equality, and justice. And I look forward to see how uh, this can be a big part of the industry as a whole domestically and internationally. Are you paid by L.A. County? <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. Disclaimer. I, I L.A. Have, County is not. <laughs> I have never heard such a glowing review of L.A. in my life. <laughs> I, <laughs> Everything I've heard ranges from uh, it's I-8 to it's shit, but I got to make, make work. So I'll, I'll live there, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you do have different sides of a story. I definitely want to make it clear that, yes, the industry is hard, as a lot of people have reiterated whether if you're a non-union talent or for your FICOR for your union with SAG-AFTRA or you're with some acting union yeah uh, the industry enough is uh, tough as nails and like the salty splatoon yeah they're 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 very rough it can be very rough and it can be full of rejection sometimes though 
in actuality, all you really need is that one star, that one silver lining opportunity that really just shoots you into the stars and makes you feel like you're on cloud nine, man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that, uh, that, that, that's my, that's my basis for LA County or, you know, Los Angeles as a whole, just cause there's a lot of great people and we're trying to be very progressive about being productive and, and very fruitful because that's ultimately what we want. We want to make a really inclusive community and city and, you know, we just want to express what we love in a way that we love doing. You sound like me after I watched La La Land. <laughs> I'm oh like, my gosh! Wow. Yeah, <laughs> L.A. is a, is the most magical, best place ever. There, there's struggles, but it always ends in a fairy tale ending. That movie didn't end in a fairy tale ending, but you know, it always. <laughs> I think I think like that movie, L.A. is just bittersweet. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it is better bittersweet. Right from like the opening number when they're just on the the five interstate. I I drive that that interstate so often. I'm like. The first time I saw La La Land, I, I was like, wait, this is grounded in reality, but I have to remember this is a dang fantasy. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is great. Why can't I break out and dance right now? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just break out the number in, in bumper to bumper traffic. Oh, the things we can't have. This is why we can't have nice things, because the nice things are all fantasy. Would you want to live in a musical? I think that'd be very inconvenient for your day to day. You never know. It's like having a flash mob workout whenever happens, and you always have to be ready because you want to be part of the musical act, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, you know this. Uh, you know, Rez, it's funny that you mentioned that because I actually did not grow up from a, a theater background. I played okay. sports growing up. Oh, so your band. I thought, get out of here! No, no there are no sports I, players here. It's all. I thought y'all were just <laughs> theater kids. Just... Oh God! It, I went. You know, I, I've always had my regrets about that. I mean, I grew up uh, since the age of seven playing tennis, so I still play it to this day, and I coach, and I I I help people out with their game. Uh, I've been playing it for like twenty one, twenty two years now. Okay, it's tennis. Mm. Tennis is the exception. Tennis, really? tennis is a theater of sports, in my, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Our, oh, thank you. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm going to write that in the book. I'll, I'll <laughs> add it to the list, as Captain America would say. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I, I played sports growing up, and I thought I would never have the opportunity to, one, ever act on stage, and two, ever make it doing on-camera work so voice acting offered the next best thing mm -hmm. that I could do in tandem with whatever I wanted to study for my main career at the time which was finance and accounting and you know I I always love acting I've had a high regard for the performing arts and it's just another realm where you can just be free and you just let loose and just let the yeah. cannons fly. Yeah. We love art. We love art here. Sports. Oh, again, we'll take tennis. Maybe even. Mm, I mean, I play other sports, too. <laughs> uh, don't, no, I'll just take tennis. You don't got. Don't expose yourself on here as a as an oh, athlete. Okay, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Yes, you can expose yourself <laughs> as an athlete. Okay, it's your your career suicide, I guess. Oh man, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna. Actually, you're a, <laughs> you're, you're a stunt man, so I guess that kind of makes more sense. Very true. Yeah, you can be the uh, you can be the exception. Okay, <laughs> thank you. So, Good to know. So you were just like a, a 
sports guy and went to school for accounting and stuff. What, like, spurred you to just make the move to L.A. then? If, like, you were so set, I don't know how set you were on that path, but, like, what kind of propelled you to where you are now? So I had done this in stages. A big part of making any big step is making sure you have all the components to make that j- to take that giant leap. How responsible. Assuming that, yes, ex- yeah. Uh, I, I'm thankful for my mom for teaching me that. Thank you, mom, if you ever happen to be listening to this podcast. Just this episode, not the other, not the other episodes. They're not safe for moms. Oh, God. Woo. <laughs> All right. Uh, deal's off. Um, <laughs> but yes, I, I grew up in a Hawaiian-Filipino household in which uh, it was in which a lot of Asian families can relate that having a stable B-plan career is essential to succeeding and being able to pursue your 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 lifelong dream or your dream career, right? So accounting and finance was mine. Usually with Filipinos and uh, a Hawaiian background, it is either caregiving or the medical field. Mm or IT, or accounting and finance, which is what I happen to pursue. Then after that, uh, I I had planned this meticulously in order to make sure that, you know, mom would be happy, and then I could do what I wanted. <laughs> Very important. Uh, yeah. Keep mom happy. Essential. Or else I would be like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. It's, gosh, it's scary just thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. So, uh, uh, I... A little background. I actually was born in uh, Woodland Hills, California, and I had lived in my hometown of Simi Valley, where uh, a lot of films have been filmed recently in the past several years, like Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, The Mandalorian Season 2, or the 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 one of the most amazing films of 2022, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Still need to see it. I still really want to. Oh, still my need gosh. To see it. Oh. I've heard. Yes, we'll have to host a watch party, man. Oh, please! Like, any, <laughs> it's not on streaming yet. I was waiting for it to get to streaming because I couldn't catch it in theaters. But it's like it sounds like the perfect movie, as everyone has said. Like, I've never heard everyone I know say it's a perfect movie. It it it's got everything. Uh, no joke. <laughs> it, it's like it, uh. it's it's without giving anything away, even a morsel of detail. It's phenomenal. Um, but yes, so I'm from uh I'm from a city called Simi Valley. And I currently reside in Los Angeles. And, you know, a lot of the planning that I had with starting with voice acting, you know, getting to know people, uh, meeting people over Twitter, over over voice acting forums like uh, Voice Acting Alliance and Casting Call Club. Shout out where the best where the best actors are. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Um, yeah, we have, we've all had our humble beginnings. And heck, this is when um, we were still using AOL Instant Messenger AIM. Or heck, even face, Facebook was the epitome of all that. This was before Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter had risen to its famed and, fame and glory. No such thing. There was no time before Twitter. There's no time before Twitter. Oh yeah, that's right. There's there's no there's no time before Twitter. There was dinosaurs like and then there was Twitter, all right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. There's no war here in Bossing Say. Nope. <laughs> um but yeah, I I started with that uh with voice acting uh before I decided to really jump into 
voice acting professionally. And over time, I had cultivated relationships, met friends who were creators, animators, and storyboard artists, created, helped create pilot ideas, pilot shows, and it one thing led to another. I even was offered the, to be represented by Abrams Artists Agency, which now today they're called A3 Artists Agency, one of the leading agencies in all of Los Angeles and also New York City. Ooh. Flex. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Flex a little bit. This is what the show's uh, about. You get a flex here. Well, I get the flex? Yeah, okay. you get the flex. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to compensate for my lack of the muscle mass. <laughs> I'm not the rock here. I'm not Dwayne Johnson. T- tennis, but, doesn't, tennis doesn't build up that uh, phenomenal physique? You know, yeah. It's more of a lean, cardio-heavy type of sport. So, yeah. Uh, I, I love that you understand that. Thank you, Rez. <laughs> I'm athlete adjacent. You're athlete adjacent. Nah, you're 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 pre- you're you're pretty hardcore then. I ran three and a half miles this morning. I'm just gonna flex on that too. It's my proudest Dude, achievement so far. Woo! All right. And I'm here Dude, talking got, to you. Best got, day ever. We got to run some five five and ten k's, man, and then we'll make it up to a half marathon, and then we'll run a full marathon. No, I ran a half marathon it. before. It was hell. Oh, my, oh my god. Oh, uh, that shit. was me with Pasadena. Oh my gosh. Ooh, oh boy. Which one did you run, if I may ask? Uh, it was in D.C. My um friend, oh. my friend who likes running, told me about yeah. it like six months ago. I'm like six months, I I can run like a mile. I can tra- I can train for that. Then a day oh, okay. the day comes and like three miles in, I'm like okay, I might need to slow down a little bit. And then <laughs> I think mile seven was up a big ass hill. Oh, the incline. Yep. And then I think my thighs just stopped working. Like my my friend who got God rest his soul. He's not dead, but he's a saint. <laughs> oh. He was right next to me the whole time, and his walking speed was like double my walking speed by like mile oh, seven. It was terrible. Oh, and the worst, oh. the worst part is, sorry to hijack. I just gotta get this out of my. No, no, no! Please go for it. Um, nah, this is our. We were. T- <laughs> thank you for. <laughs> this sh- is our episode. Thank you for sharing your show with me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's your show. <laughs> we were twelve. Yeah, you're twelve and a half miles in. Mm-hmm. I was limping, but I'm like, I'm gonna make it. I'm going to make it because it's 13 miles. It's a half marathon. The van yeah. comes and picks us up saying, you need to, we're done. <laughs> you need to be picked up. And I was like, I'm not, I don't have the energy to fight or debate. I'm getting in the car. But, oh. but luckily, uh, I think they let us out maybe like 0.3 miles before the finish line. So I made it across the finish okay. line. Woo. So I got an AK coming in November. I'm training for that. Nice. And I'm going to make it across the finish line. That's my story. Oh my gosh, that's incredible, dude! You're 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 gonna make incredible strides. I know it. Thank you. Yeah, keep it up. I mean, with Pasadena Half, which was my first ever half marathon, and this was shortly before COVID had locked down everything. This happened in February of 2020. I, I'm glad I had trained at the Rose Bowl leading up to this, and I had. And previously, I had never done a lot of running in my life other than it was for conditioning. Before this, I did the Running Universal 5 and 10K challenge several months before. And it was Jurassic World themed. And I, and the, my, one of my leading reasons other than, you know, to kind of uh, win and court my, uh, my girlfriend... Uh, <laughs> Uh, who's a storyboard artist? Oh, one of the ones I happen to work with. Um, <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah, but uh, long story short, 
I ran this five and five k ten k race one day. So the five k was on a Saturday, and then the ten k was on the Sunday. I did this f- to win the interest of my now girlfriend, of course, but also for the medals because they had a T Rex medal, a Velociraptor oh, medal, sick. and then like if you did both the five k and the ten k, you got like an extra challenge medal, and it had the Indominus Rex. Yeah, like, yes. yes. I was like, I'm. This is this is my motivation. That's sick as hell. Just for the medals. <laughs> Important theme. The uh, let Velociraptors chased you, right? To help motivation. Uh, yeah, you know, surprisingly, there was someone in a suit, and they were in the Velociraptor, a Velociraptor blow-up suit, and they were running after me. So I was like, must go faster. Just like Jeff Goldblum, must go faster. Just like Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah, and Chris Pratt too. Uh, you know, I just can't whistle like him. You know, without the fingers, I, I can't. I was gonna say you can't whistle, but you, but the finger oh, thing. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I can whistle like. Oh, okay, that's like bare yeah. minimum for voice acting. I think you need to know how to whistle. That you know that is true. You know, actually, I didn't know that. Uh, add it to the list. You can't you can't fake a, you can't fake a good whistle. <laughs> you can't have someone come in. You can't sub in a whistle. That needs to be your pure individual whistle. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> I'm so thankful for that now. Thank you. Woo! All right. Made that. While we're on the athletic talk of this voice acting podcast, you say a little bit of what you do is stunt work, correct? That is correct. Uh, is that your, like, uh, what would you say the division is between your voice acting work, your stunt work, and any other kind of work you do? If you can give, like, maybe percent percentages. So I'd say in relation to... What I do with my day job at in accounting and with voice acting, I'd say that stunt work probably encompasses. You know what? I I like to divide it as quarters, really, because, okay. um, yeah, pretty equal among uh stunt work, voice acting, and uh, my day job as an accountant and also on camera work, just because. But a lot of it can kind of overlap since with stunt work. Uh, there is motion and performance capture in which are a very big part of our industry now in helping make video games and also doing a lot of CGI feature films or shows that you see either on streaming or come to the silver screen in cinemas. Okay. So I'd say, yeah, an honest 25 four-way split, 25%. Okay, so it sounds like a good work-life balance to where you can do pay your bills, have fun, increase... Uh, do better by your craft and increase your skills, right? That is, yeah, I absolutely agree. Where'd you learn this work-life balance? I need it, <laughs> please. Yeah. Give me your secret. <laughs> it's so hard. It, I will tell this is you. So hard. The, the, <laughs> the the road is still an ongoing journey. It is always a work in progress, though. It doesn't come with its own hardships, too. Uh, being able to combine all these aspects and being able to set aside time for yourself and to just relax, really indulge in what makes you happy, especially even if, if work is able to make you happy. Like when you're in a booth and you're just having a grand old time, mm-hmm. even though you're recording uh, takes for safety, like probably X amount of times, probably like from 25 to 50 times. I, I know that's an over-exaggeration. I do but. 75 personally. <laughs> Oh, beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Got to make sure. You hear that, everybody? Rez, he's your star talent right here. Dedicated. I'm your star director. You will do. I'm the Steven. Not Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Who's that? Who directed The Shining? Oh, my God. 
Stanley Kubrick. I'm a Stanley Kubrick. The Stanley of Kubrick, yeah. <laughs> but I'm a nicer person. I'm a good person. <laughs> Unlike the stories you hear about Stanley Kubrick. I, I think you're selling yourself short a little bit uh, as, a, as a good director. No, no, no. <laughs> you're, 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 you're phenomenal. Uh, let's take something out of Robin Williams' book from Dead Poet Society. You're astounding. You're, you're stupendous. You're absolutely jaw-droppingly oh my God. epic. Things like that. Robin Williams, a voice acting legend. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, comedian, comedic legend, stand up, voice acting. Everything. Oh man. And, oh, you, gosh. Uh, Rest his soul. He was a treasure. Soul. I know. Oh, yes. A diamond in the rough, <laughs> one, uh, some would say. Oh, um, <laughs> you like him, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, he, he's a big inspiration for what I what I do as a talent because, again, uh, referring back to what I said earlier, I just love making people smile and laugh and just have a grand old time, especially if I'm either on a set, if I'm doing even background or stunts or doing a principal uh, speaking role on uh, on a production or if I'm doing uh, post-prod work for ADR looping or uh, sound foleying too or creature sounds. You encompass so much of your being in all these things that you do that naturally, if you're having a grand old time, it's going to grow on other people and they'll mm-hmm. just, they won't feed on that, but it will, it'll evoke a sense of positivity in their lives yeah. or let alone for that single moment. And they'll be like, holy shoot, where did this second wind of or third wind of energy come from? Dang, I feel good today. Yeah. So I find passion a, very infectious. Like, I don't know. I find myself to be a very ambitious, passionate person. And I like to surround myself with fellow passionate, ambitious people, creatives mostly, but even people <laughs> who want to be the best financier in their life or yeah. whatever. I like go. I think goals are very important to living a whole happy life. Cause like, and like, not just like one goal, but like various goals of like, I want to be this, do this. Big goals, small goals, whatever keeps you moving in um, life. When like, even when like you're you're down, and mm-hmm. um, you know stuff's not going well, you're like, well, I still have this goal. I can work on it even a little bit, and you can chug along. And the goal's always going to be there. Yeah, it's always going to be there. It's it's a big part of that. And that was actually the next point I was going to make with um, uh, how to maintain that life work balance. And you're you're right on the money, man. I always am. I try to be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're you're doing a most excellent job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's how that's part of it. Uh, making sure you're prepared and you have a motivating drive behind that, and you know, setting your goals accordingly, so that way you set yourself up for success. And if you happen to hit snags on the way, that's okay. Focus on the goal. Perfect. That was my phone. Excuse me. No problem. <laughs> so speaking of passions. Where, do, yes. where does uh, voice acting come into your life? Because you say, of course, some sports, financing, acting, of course. But where does voice acting kind of slide in there and consume you like it does everyone else? Oh, man. You know, I, I, I love family and friends, but voice acting's pretty up there. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm, I'm putting family and friends up on one and two. I'm I'm putting voice acting at number two, just or uh, number three. <laughs> sorry, I I forgot how to number Freudian guys. Slip. My bad. Yeah, Freudian split. Yeah, um, you know because I've I've been doing this for 
for seven going on eight years now Ooh. professionally on on the side um not fully just diving in just because i um I, you know just assessing my my job si- living situation it's it, voice acting is always going to be something that's a part of my life as someone who grew up with it watching anime and watching my favorite cartoons on nickelodeon cartoon network and the disney channel and so many other channels where you know pbs uh, so so many different media where a lot that closely associates itself with voice acting it's everywhere and i'm putting it uh, like very high up there just because even though i've loved I mean, I continue to love doing martial arts, stunt work, and teaching people these different crafts. Voice acting will always feel like home to me. And I'm honored to be able to have been involved in the projects that I have done. And being able to really give back in ways that I can and being able to share that with the world and teaching that voice acting can really be fulfilling although it can be challenging at times but it can be very satisfying to know Mm -hmm. that if you truly enjoy or love doing something it's something that you can always do and that you can always come home to such a such a passionate speech you're full of them thank you (laughs) i get to do less work i can do less work because you're just carrying me right now (laughs) <laughs> no, no, man, no, no, no. This is this is a team coordinated, uh, team coordinated oriented strike against who? The internet. You and me. I, I against the internet. Yes, against the other voice acting podcast. Who I'm coming for? Number one. <laughs> Going to be number one. Number one. Yeah, that's that. That's the goal. <laughs> so if so, with voice acting, we can get a little bit more specific. Yeah. I saw that you've done voice matching. Correct. That is correct. I. Voice matching is definitely uh, uh, something that's not really well known, but it's uh, something that is an aspect of voiceover. Well, I'd love to hear more about it because I've heard a bit. I've heard about it a little bit, being like, "Oh yeah, if Nick Cage doesn't want to come in to do a scene, and you can just ADR his voiceover, just bring in this guy who kind of sounds like Nick Cage, and there you go, you have a Nick Cage mm-hmm. saying something." Is that kind of similar to what it is? Yeah, in in exact principle that in in concept and theory that's exactly what it can what voice matching is like. Uh another idea another great example would be um you you've heard of the movie Atlantis the Lost Empire, right? Of course. From Disney. Oh, incredibly uh underrated. Uh, Underrated. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so Michael J. Fox, uh, he mainly voices Milo, uh, Milo Thatch's character. Oh, oh, he plays Milo? Well, I yeah, did not know that. Uh, Marty McFly, uh, Michael J. Fox. Oh, yeah, he played Milo Thatch from the get-go. And uh, his voice match, ironically enough, is James Arnold Taylor, who's provided the voice for Obi-Wan Kenobi and... Uh, Tidus from Final Fantasy X Yo. and the City of Final Fantasy. You know, it's all connected. Our boy, that's right. It's all con- It's a- oh yeah. It's all coming together. <laughs> yeah. Um, or like even Patrick Warburton, he's even done voice matching or for several Disney characters too. But yeah, uh, I was humble enough to have an opportunity uh, to voice match another legendary actor 
and director who happens to also be a Pacific Islander descent, uh, Taika Waititi, for a Pixar production known as Disney and Pixar's Lightyear. You know, a small, a small short, a small short film by an unknown company. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small time, nothing I, big. I, I, no, I believe, no big legacy. No prequels or. I believe in. I believe in Pixar. I think they can make it big. It's so nice of you to lend them your talents. It's just, it's just a small, no, no name company. It's, it's the least I could do, right? No. <laughs> so humble. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, um, uh, just like any other gig, I, I got the audition. Uh, and then they called me back for a second audition to record. I went on site, even though we do have something called remote recording now, either through Source Connect or even through Discord. It is a thing. I'm uh, a pioneer. I know, man. Making strides, making the paving the way, paving the I way. I try. Uh, <laughs> everyone else will come. Everyone else will fall in line soon. All the big companies. That's you right. Got, uh, they'll they'll get with the times. Yep. Got to listen to Baby Got Booth, and you're like, oh, now we know everything to do better. Well, I'm just helping the industry that I love so much. You know. There we go. Giving back. I love it, Rez. <laughs> Preach it. Preach it, my brother. So, Preach it. it so for yeah. the audition process, is it a mix of, of course, acting ability, but how much you can sound like Taika Waititi? So uh, it definitely does depend on what the client is definitely looking for. So for in this specific case of voice matching, not only should you be able to sound a lot like Taika, but you have to be able to fit the character also. Mm-hmm. So my character that I got to assist with was Mo Morrison, a Zap, a junior Zap Patrol cadet who with... Izzy Hawthorne and Darby, they are stranded on the planet in which uh, is the setting for Disney and Pixar's Lightyear, and so uh, Mo Morrison is a very uh, he's a very skittish character, and so you can kind of I I almost dipped into a New Zealand accent for a second, <laughs> so I was like I I will I will dip into it whenever I think about Mo Morrison, and so I I did a lot of research with. Taika's performances. I watched all his films. I watched. I even rewatched Jojo Rabbit. I love Jojo Rabbit, even though he was portraying the Führer, um, an imaginary <laughs> parody version of Führer. Uh, yes, uh, yes. That's how I justify it. Parody version. Oh yeah, for sure. And Taika did such an amazing job. Yeah, he's and also, talented. oh yeah, he's incredibly talented. And I even watched What We Do in the Shadows when he cameoed on that, and also Our Flag Means Death, which is on HBO Max. And, you know, he's just so charismatic. And so when you have that accent on lock and then you just assert, you insert yourself into the character, into the boots and everything, you just start, like, just meshing with it. And then all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, hey, look, there's a pin. Oh, does he also have a pin? Two questions. Hey, did anyone, did anyone see the harpoons? <laughs> I'm not certified to operate this machinery, nor this weapon. Did anyone see the harpoons? <laughs> you're just you're killing me. <laughs> oh man. Two questions. You know how about two questions? Two yeah, questions. go ahead. One, uh, is Izzy gonna sue us for you saying that voice on this podcast? Uh, no. Uh, it it should be fine as long as it's under ten twenty seconds. I think you're okay. Okay, I'll, I'll cut it down. But too <laughs> oh, long. in increments, in increments, it's okay. Gotcha. Sure. Okay, because yeah. The question, question number two: Could you please do that the entire podcast? <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, of course. Oh, oh, hello, hello there. Uh, hello there, Riz. My name's Korg. 
I'm just a pile of rocks. I know Thor Odinson. I'm going to tell you a story about the legendary space Viking oh Thor Odinson. I want to interview Quark so bad. Oh. Who went from dead board to god board and even journeyed with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. <laughs> oh, he took a few beer kegs. Oh, yeah. You know, just another day in space. You know. Okay. Oh, the goats! Bring Justin back. Bring Justin back. <laughs> Justin is back, and he's ready to chew bubblegum and take names. But he's all out of... I'm going to die. Bubble names. I'm going to die in my show. <laughs> <laughs> it seems my mission is accomplished. Why? I have made you smile, laugh, and be happy. <laughs> Why is the new why is the New Zealand accent the funniest? Not even like joking about it. It's just like you can just sound the best and funniest with a New Zealand accent. Like Australian, fair. It's the New Zealand accent. It was just the perfect mix. Yeah, you know, it's quite interesting that you mentioned that because I I I have Australian friends from New South Wales. I have friends from Melbourne. Just for reference. Heck, Oh yeah, just for reference, just to know that I'm not fabricating this and I'm just not BSing all this. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, even a friend I made on set working on another production that's coming uh, next year for a show, she's from uh, Australia, and they describe uh, the the New Zealand accent, which is a Kiwi accent, uh, or like a more specific New Zealand accent is Kiwi, which is where is uh, Taika Waititi's accent. Uh, it's the hick accent of New Zealand. So it's like, you know how we have hick oh accents in the U.S.? Kiwi is the hick accent of New Zealand. See, that's funny because I, uh, yeah. I always considered Australian the hick British. Oh, that's funny. So that's like the double, that's like a deep, so Kiwi is like a deep, deep south British. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That is, a, that is a perfect alternate way of seeing it, of saying it. That is perfect. And if, you, and if any Australians disagree, please comment because it helps the algorithm. And I really do care about your feelings on my opinions on your accents and your country. Yeah, we, we like the input. I, I sure. love input. The good, bad, whatever, <laughs> I'll take all of it because it gets me views in the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. So, Look at that. Look at that, Rez. You, 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 don't, you don't need me. You can carry the show like total solo. I'm, I'm the, I'm the Rez solo. <laughs> I'm the background. I'm the background guy. I just have to. I just have to interview. So back to the voice matching thing. So yes. is it that Taika comes in, does his lines, leaves, and either he might have missed a line, or they want him to say something else, or he just didn't say it correctly? That you come in and fill it in. It could. It could be a variety of things. That could. That could just be one thing. If he's unable to come in or if he's working on another production. Um, like, I guessing I this is just pure conjecture. This is just a theory. He was working on finalizing Love and Thunder mm. uh, when Lightyear was about to launch. So for the commercial that I recorded for, for Lightyear, was a Happy Meal commercial for McDonald's. And so they had voice matches for both the character of Izzy Hawthorne, who was originally voiced by Kiki Palmer, and also for uh my character, Mo Morrison, who's voiced by Taika Waititi. Was she really was and, she really in that movie? Yeah. This is a Kiki year, Palmer. Oh this yeah. Is a year Kiki Palmer. Oh my God. 
Uh, right? She was in no. Making a comeback. Good for her. Lightyear. Oh, my gosh. She's, she's so full of energy. You know it. I love her vibe. Same. She's great. Back to you, though. Um, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Um, but yeah, essentially, that is the process. If they ever need someone to voice the character, but the that original talent can't come out to voice, or they they don't have time in their schedule to do so in the production timeline, they can have a talent whom Disney has on file, and they say, oh. If they have an agent, they go to their agent and say, hey, we'd like to book this talent for that. And so they give a call, they arrange it, we book at a studio, record, and uh, you're done. Must be nice to be in a Disney file. In the, Di- yeah, in no. the Disney bin. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I'm praying for the day. If Tetsuya Nomura one day, one day, if Disney and Square Enix, Kingdom Hearts 4, or some future Kingdom Hearts title, and Lightyear happens to be featured in it, Please have Mo Morrison in it. I would love to come back as Mo Morrison. If Taika does not want to come back and voice, I would be very, very incredibly honored to voice in a Kingdom Hearts game. Okay, I, now, this has to happen now. You're a Kingdom Hearts fan. <laughs> yes, Kingdom Hearts fan? yes. Oh, to sir. the to the farthest reach of the darkness and back. Sir, do not I get, do a... not bring up Kingdom Hearts here because that will be the rest of the podcast. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! On my channel, I I have. <laughs> Hours long discussions with my boy about Kingdom Hearts. It, oh boy! Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah, that's right. We we shouldn't stray too far. Uh, we 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 have to talk. We'll about definitely this. circle we back. Definitely circle back near the end after we get all through the boring professional stuff. I guess. <laughs> true, 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 Rez. Thank so, you. Um, but yeah, to sum sum that up, uh, if the talent can, if the original talent cannot come in for a voice session for whatever project they have or some marketing material yes they will reach out to any voice matching prospects that they've contacted or they will host auditions for that character they will pick the best one and they will record and make that permanent uh also if it's in the contracts they could also they just have to make it clear if they need to insert it into the original film they will have to make it clear Mm -hmm. Uh, to the talent as well, just as a contractual That's good. obligation. Make because yeah. I've heard I've heard like a, some voice head contracts being like, yeah, you you're not, we're not telling you what you're in. Just say the lines, monkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do it. Thank, thank yeah. God for it's like, thank yeah, God for SAG after and unions and all that. We're yeah, getting, they we're they there. definitely help um, uh, so supporting talents and advocating for them for sure. So is that your only uh, voice matching role so far? Uh, I think in uh, that you talk about, I guess. Uh, no, I've I've been in uh various games as well. I've actually I'm very honored. I've been featured in uh two very popular games going on to this day that are operate under a uh shoot I forget the terminology uh like a uh I I forget the terminology like it, it's it's uh, uh Fortnite and um. Mobile Legends, oh, Bang Bang, and no, Mobile oh, Legends cr- Adventure. Battle Royale? Uh, yeah, those happen to be Battle Royale type of games, but like they're, um, I, I, the terminology is like they, they update every so often. It's like oh, not yeah, like yeah, a yeah. totally finished game. It's like uh, a service. Procedurally generated? No, oh, yes. Oh, God. What, what? Now, you, now you got me. Oh, shoot. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it, it's okay. Um, but you you get what I, I'm I, saying. I, I guess like, I, I think I do. Oh no, my my, uh, my brain's shutting down. I got yeah, Korg in my I'm sorry. I got Korg in my head. I got Korg in my head. 
I got cog in your head. Oh, you got a little pebble in your head. Shut up. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I, I've been fortunate enough to have also been a part of Fortnite and also uh, Mobile Legends, uh, the Mobile Legends franchise, and also being on um, uh, various other mobile games as well. Just a little bit of everything. Yeah, I uh, try to try to dabble in as much as I can, and you know, just just enjoying doing all the work I do, whether it's previs or if it's uh, part of the real thing. And then I I put on a facial recognition rig or even the the motion capture suit, and doing a PK rolls or even backflips or B twists uh, or even like pretending to strike with either polycarbonate poles or foam swords or even like fake non-authentic weaponry uh for games yeah doing that kind of stuff is always fun and i i i just have a blast doing it perfect transition to another question so of course Mm -hmm. the the mocap process and everything okay i don't want to ask what is it? Because <laughs> I kind of have an idea. Because I've once I've once seen Benedict Cumberbatch crawl on the ground and then become a dragon. Oh, so yes. I have an idea. But the whole process of the suit, what they tell you to do, and how you do it—if you could maybe go through it step by step for a dummy like me who is like, that looks cool, but it looks weird because you got balls on your suit. And I'm, now I'm curious. Oh no. It it no, it's it it's a totally legitimate question. I appreciate that you're asking it. And sometimes people uh, your listeners will be probably asking what's the difference between motion capture and performance capture. Okay, yeah. So motion capture is the uh capture or animation uh tool that is used to create a, a animated rig for a source of media. Uh, using a motion capture suit to capture a whole body movement, so that's when you will see people wearing the black suits with the with the ball the foam balls on their suit uh, in order for and and you're usually on a sound stage or a stage with omnidirectional cameras positioned uh, uh, x amount of feet or inches around you, so that way it can capture your movement as you're doing it that's motion capture performance capture capture specifically facial recognition or something specific in the movements so for example with performance capture in terms of facial capture you will have like the dots on your face mm-hmm. and you will have a rig which has a camera mounted on the front or sides depending on however the rig is set up in order to capture your certain movements with your face if you scrunch your nose if you okay if you extend your mouth or you crinkle your eyebrows simple things like that will be captured through the rig and it translates it as data into the computer wow technology is amazing oh it's come in great strides and i love how you brought up the benedict cumberbatch example when he portrayed smaug in the hobbit uh, because a big thing about uh, motion capture is that you really have to get in t- get into the mind of the character because you essentially are dealing with your imagination. Same with voice acting, but you're drawing it from your own imagination. Sometimes you'll have concept art pieces to draw inspiration from, but sometimes you 
you may only have your own memories or imagination to really create and immerse yourself in. So say if Rez, I, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to use a Kingdom Hearts example. Imagine. I'll, I'll contain it, myself. Uh, what's your favorite Disney film? Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, perfect. Perfect example. Halloween Town. I love it. So you're gonna imagine that you are mocapping for an entirely new character. Heck, a, a new Keyblade wielder. Oh yes. A black Keyblade Keyblade yes. wielder. How about yes. it? Yes. We need that diversity. Yes. And besides, besides the mobile games where I can make myself black, but I never played it, so I never did it. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Well, here we go. All right. This is your, this is your moment. My time to shine. shine. Let's go. So then, a lot of your your pro your thought process when you're in the mocap suit and you're creating this world in your head, and you're given the direction on how your character is supposed to be, you imagine yourself in Halloween Town. Like you know where Curly Hill is. You know where the town square is. You know what direction Oogie's tower is exactly and you start hearing danny elfman's uh this is halloween right yes. <laughs> exactly me in. so you're there we go and then so you're already synced in and then like you have the mannerisms of your character already memorized like another great useful exercise that i've been able to use for motion capture is relating yourself to an animal mm. in which you really just like get loose and then that starts naturally integrating itself into your movement and then it'll reflect off of your performance so if you have like if you say like you're a sloth or something you may have a lanky type of movement when you walk Ooh. or if you're if you're like a, a bear or something you may have like a stout walk where your chest is pumped mm. and then you're like like always like breathing hard under your breath or something. These little things contribute to your motion capture or f performance capture performance. Really? In wow. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's so incredible how you're able to, how the smallest things in your performance can ultimately impact or influence the way it's captured on camera. Oh, so interesting. Because you see, like, behind-the-scenes footage of the god Andy Serkis, of god of mocap Andy Serkis, uh, doing his oh, thing yes. and I hear people say like oh that's not actually him because he's got like a team of people computerizing him and they can change certain things but you see him and he's like actually doing what he needs to do to portray that character he's being Gollum and Smeagol having that conversation and he's just it sound the way you may sound like it sounds like he's acting more than people on the screen because or just on the screen because they can hide certain things and cuts or be directed a certain way but it's like every fiber Every muscle fiber you have needs to be on point to really portray the character like they need to be. Yeah, no, I I agree, and he he is the godfather of mocap because a lot of that has influenced how we see video games and CG CGI is an art form. We've seen games like God of War, Life is Strange, or The Last of Us, even who utilize this motion capture technology. Heck, even Resident Evil 7 Biohazard and Resident Evil Village who utilize this technology and you see how like a lot of this mm -hmm. it, it, essentially I mean it is it is an art form at its core it is an act it is acting at its core um, it's, it's and a it perfect, deserves just as much it's a perfect blend of acting and technology to where it's not just like 
you're making a CGI yeah. person and controlling them via computer, but it's not also yeah. not just like you're acting in front of a screen and getting impossible shots like in video games. Because in the example you mm-hmm. put, Biohazard, there's so many shots that would be nearly impossible for like a live action movie, or at least would cost a lot of money and like a lot of stunt people maybe getting hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. You're 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 right on the money. That's exactly. It really does increase the, the immersion of like you are Ethan, right? I never played Final. I never played um that game. But I know of it. You're really there, and you're getting attacked yeah. by all these people who move like real ish people, who have the mannerisms and who have the actions. It kind of hits in and out into that uncanny valley, uncanny valley, but in like a really yeah. It kind of adds to the <laughs> creepiness. Oh, pretty much. Oh yeah, uh, uh, there's there's actors that specialize in that. They're contour artists, in which uh, a famous one that I know who's exceptionally skilled. She's a Ukrainian actress, uh, Marina Mazapa. Uh, I'm butchering her last name, but Marina. She had the wonderful pleasure of working on *Malignant* mm. and among a plethora of horror films and also she portrayed lisa trevor in the welcome to raccoon city film Uh, that came out um but yeah she she she's exceptionally talented and contour artists can make their limbs appear in abnormal ways that are just so chilling to the human eye like that scene in it and it's like exactly when pennywise oh yeah oh boy it's so creepy. <laughs> yeah, when Pennywise comes out of that locker and like, you know, his limbs are like all squished and then like he starts rotating like, and like rotating aligning. and aligning them. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite part oh. of that movie. <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly it. Uh there there's so much appreciation I uh that goes and a lot of praise that goes into that uh type of work. So it sounds like a very widespread work and apply to everything to shows movies you especially do see in video games for like very high production stuff so mm-hmm. pov i'm you i'm in the yeah. ball suit in the middle of a phone foam room is essentially mm-hmm. the director telling you okay hit this guy with a bat uh shoot your gun um flip off that guy over there or something like that what's like the as like the mocap actor what's like an example of the process yeah so you you will be in a soundstage exactly as you described it, and you will be given direction, and you will be given certain actions. Yeah, like you said, shoot this guy. Um, you're gonna uh the facial the facial capture rig. If if the game is that kind of a game, if it's like third person, it'll capture that. If it's first person, it's going to capture what's in front of mm-hmm. you. Um, just like FPS. Um, like. COD, 007 type FPS games or Battlefield even and the way you're holding a rifle or the way you're holding a semi-automatic revolver or a pistol uh, seeing that react will ultimately be captured and be used as asset uh, used to create assets for whatever they're creating okay Uh, wow yeah, well, like Cyberpunk that's that's another great example I just got off it oh (laughs) Oh, I love it oh I love it it's a phenomenon. I know, game. and and like I can imagine all of the, most of that being uh, mo capped. Yeah, I mean, uh, you even know that Keanu Reeves uh, did as Johnny. <laughs> did he mo cap or he just voice? Yeah. No, he did. He both. really he, he did both. Mo capped 
and oh, voice. Wow. Oh wow, yeah. that man. Yeah, that's Silverhand, Johnny Silverhand. Oh man, I love him and hate yes. him like I'm supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, now that's you, how you know an actor has done their job. Yeah. If 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 their job is to make you hate them and you hate them, they're doing their job. <laughs> and if you love them, you love them. And the the hardest thing is doing both. And Johnny rides that line. <laughs> Spoilers, but I think yeah. he is taking over my brain. <laughs> I mean, hey, yeah, the only way you'll find out is if you play through the game. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm probably like a 13% done, but I'm loving it so far. So um, bouncing back to voice yes. acting, I'm sorry. Your mm-hmm. your resume is so varied. I want to touch on all of it, so I'm kind of bouncing back and oh, forth. I'm sorry for making, <laughs> creating a, a, a pinball. No, I love it. That's the way my brain works. I'm just extra- describing in case of people are like, stop bouncing around. No. <laughs> so I think it's pretty structured though, but go you. ahead. So the back to the LA process of voice acting. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, what a lot of people want to know is like kind of just getting your foot in the door, honestly, into getting roles and stuff. Cause of course mm-hmm. a lot of people start in their homes and of course remote voice acting is, is coming more apparent as it should be. And I think nowadays we're actually kind of fighting for it because it makes a field even for everybody. But in the L.A. space yeah. where it is more specialized over there, could you de- mm-hmm. maybe describe a little bit of the process and getting your foot through the door or even describe your story and how you kind of first started out getting gigs and roles and how you've kind of managed to push yourself forward? So there's a lot of avenues that talents seasoned or rising and um, those who are getting into the industry – there's many resources that you can use. I I mentioned a few at the start. Uh, voice acting forums are great. Casting call clubs, another to really just gather the feel to being a voice actor, what it's like to audition and perform in roles of that capacity. These types of resources will be helpful in helping you accumulate that experience and also connecting with other talents and directors and mentors who have been doing this for a lot longer than I have, probably for like 25 plus years. Like you have people like Crispin Freeman, you have Kyle Haybear who voiced Son Gohan in, in Dragon Ball. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z. Dropping some heaters here. Add him to the list. (laughs) Yeah. I, I had the, I had the incredible honor of being directed by both Asher Jelinski and Kyle Haber no for Mobile Legends. Oh my gosh, they were incredible to meet in person. And Kyle's so down to down to earth. And even um, uh, JB Blanc for Fortnite. I had the chance. Uh, I didn't know he was going to be my voice director for that session. And I was like, oh my gosh, JB, <laughs> he's here. Um, yeah. So uh, w- when it comes to finding gigs and uh, knowing where to go. Uh, My food for thought when you're starting out, understand that you don't have to pay a buttload of money for a setup. You can start with a economically friendly mic. XLR mic. It doesn't have... No USBs here. I'm anti-USB. Fuck you, (laughs) Blue Yeti. yeah, it, it it it's good to experiment to understand why. Just because, so sure, I guess. especially when it comes to like to the to the latency issue mm-hmm. and like there's there's a number of things to learn when learning as an audio engineer because you're not actually just learning to be a voice actor here. You're actually teaching yourself and learning to be an audio. Ain't engineer that the truth? Too. Holy shit! 
<laughs> right? Shoot for podcasters too. Eureka, man. Shoot for podcasters too. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm terrible at it. I hate it. <laughs> I mean, it, it's all learning experience. Yeah, I guess. And when you're when you're learning all these different aspects and like you're understanding all the different DAWs that you have access to, Reaper, RX8, RX10 now that they recently uh, came up with. Thank you, Isotope. Uh, or you've got um, uh, Pro Tools. You've got um, Adobe Audition. Audition. You've got, or yeah, or Final Cut. You've got, or NCH Studio. Uh, that I, I used NCH Studio early on in my career, and I'm very thankful. That helped me actually get a lot of my gigs. Um, but yeah, understand that you don't need to pay an arm and a leg for a setup. If you want and when you want to make that leap into an XLR professional setup, research. What do you need? Uh, can your computer run it confidently and without hiccups? And if so, uh, does the mic fit your voice profile? Because there's a, there's a lot of mics that sound good on others' voices, but they could sound different to yours, just like how other mics can sound better to yours, but not necessarily good for other people. That's why you don't have to necessarily buy a, uh, a Neumann TLM mm -hmm. or a U87 for that matter over like an Audio-Technica or a Rode NT1A. Rode is such a great beginner mic. I've, I've experimented with it. Heck, my very first microphone was an MXL 770. And the MXL 990 was the mic that got Xander Mobis his role on... Super Smash Bros. for Nintendo, Wii U, and 3DS as the announcer. I was going to say... That was an MXL microphone. I was going to say... I, I, I thought you were going to say Joker because he could have had a fucking snowball oh, in that. He could have no. said his lines on that snowball. No. No, I actually think you're right. He did record for Persona 5 uh, Vanilla, the first one, f using that same microphone. Oh, really? I, I truly think that. So, yes... Uh, learning how to be an ex excellent audio engineer, taking the time to learn your craft and understanding you as a voice actor on what your strong suits are, what you need to improve on, or what you're willing to explore. All these things are a part of the journey of being a voice actor and just being an overall talent. Uh, and when you're looking on these different sites for gigs, Twitter as a great resource for unpaid projects or even just for recognition um, to generate followers or even uh, going on uh, pay-to-play sites I, I I I don't fully support them uh, if you're if you've been with the industry for quite a while but if you're making strides in your career and you're trying to make your way up they're very good for exposure and they're very good for the learning process yeah. true yeah Twitter's great for finding jobs it's kind of like the LinkedIn yeah. for uh, creatives and kind of less toxic, yeah. to be honest, if you've ever been on LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, yeah, gosh. no, it, it, it can be pretty bad on any platform. It's just you really have to pay attention to the red flags. If you mm -hmm. see it, record it, block it. And, you know, it, it, it's not necessarily an ignorance is bliss factor, but it it's more of you're you're doing yourself a favor by letting your news feed and your circles not be plagued with facts toxicity facts. that was my that was my old problem yeah. but i cleaned the house a while ago and now i now I just follow a bunch of voice actors um that's mm. my life now that's my feed now you're all on a list <laughs> if hey. i follow you you're on my list 
This is oh. not a threat. This is not a threat. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a it's good a promise. Thing. They're on your list. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. It's not a it's not a hit list. It's a list. <laughs> it's a voice. It's a voice list. A voice hit list. Um, I'm burying myself. Anyway. <laughs> so okay. So let let's pretend I'm a voice actor. All right. Um, I've been okay. doing I've been doing this by myself for, let's say, three years. I've got a bunch of okay. small projects, paid and unpaid, on, around the internet, and I'm going to make the move to L.A. or Dallas. Um, okay. And I have a very good presentable demo reel, like as you should. What do I do with it? Very nice. Who do I who do I talk to? Where do I go? How do I become the the next um, Piccolo voice actor? Oh my God, I can't remember names today. Oh no, you're you're doing absolutely fine. The the next um, so. If you're going to be like the next lead voice actor, you're going to be the next. Who voices who Pat, Vegeta? Who uh, voices Vegeta? Please remind me. Oh, there's been several. The main, oh, the main so. guy. <laughs> no, I, I, sorry, I can't move on until I get this. Uh, I'm oh, googling no. it. I'm um, googling it. Wow, why am I? Uh, go ahead and Google it. Vegeta, Chris Sabat. Oh my God, Chris Sabat. Tell yes, me who's Chris recording. Sabat. That's right. That's you're right. recording now. <laughs> Yeah, Chris Sabat. I'm sorry, perfect. I went on that detour. No, 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 that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I want to so, be yeah, the, Chris Sabat. I want to be the next Chris Sabat. How do I do that? Uh, so if you want, if you want to do that, um, first off, ground yourself in reality because any type of acting is uh, is a long term journey. It's a long term investment. Uh, it takes time to build your network, to really meet people in the industry, understanding the industry. And also being able to understand yourself, your abilities, and how you can improve yourself as an actor. Because ultimately, even though you can do, you have range. You can do voices at a high pitch versus a low pitch. Uh, you ultimately have to understand that you have to know how to act at its core uh, in order to be able to succeed as a talent in any of these places, it, whether you're in LA, you're in New York, you're in Chicago, you're in uh, New Orleans, you're in Louisiana, Florida, anywhere. You want to be able to know your strengths and weaknesses and how you can improve on your weaknesses and learn from each of these uh, experiences. So so if you're a new voice actor and you're just trying to get new and you know, you've got your you got your setup. Let's go ahead and use an XLR, shall we? We have an XLR setup. Please. Okay. <laughs> and so, um, and you're ready to like, you're building your network and you're like, oh, okay, I should probably make some friends and, you know, learn from people and, you know, just surround myself by people who are like me who really want to make it big in voice acting. Got to be a team player. I know mm -hmm. people who are not team players and they've left the industry long ago. And okay. they, they, they were adamant like, oh, I'm going to be the, I'm a pretty bad ass voice actor. And they've gotten like, like over like a, like, uh, like six figure views on like some of their fan dubs and I'm like that's not the way to go oh yeah if, if you're establishing supremacy and dominance through that I'm sorry I'm T-posing on you voice acting style <laughs> T-posing um, uh, yeah I, I do have bad news if uh, if people have that mentality they will not go far it, this is a, truly a a team coordinated industry we have to work together in order to succeed to make something cool so um, it's not dog eat dog like some people might think where it's like you've got to 
be by yourself and like use people to get to the top or something like that. It's very yeah. much a connected network that needs to be established for you to, again, make just make friends pretty much. That's what like networking yeah. is all about. Just make friends, talk to people make you friends, like. You don't got to be. You don't got to be fake. You don't got to deal with people you don't like mm -hmm. dealing with. It's just like, I don't know. We creatives just want to help each other. To be honest, it's not like we're all yeah. after each other. We want to help each other. We want to watch each other grow. Right. Collaboration is what fosters growth in any industry. Heck, not even just entertainment, but everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, true that. Preach it, man. It, that's exactly it. So when you're starting out, you want to be able to foster these relationships. Be genuine. Don't put on a mask. Don't be false. Be true to your core. If you have questions, don't be afraid to ask them. How do you do this? Or how can someone perhaps... Uh, make do this for their performance or what inspires you or what what do you use a catalyst to make you cry on command things like that asking questions whether or not you may think they may sound stupid or should be an something that all actors should know ask it don't be somewhere. afraid to ask questions yeah you have to start somewhere exactly right oh res uh you're you're Thank you. I'm wiser than I let on. This is all no, front. No, <laughs> it's good. I, it, it's good. We have to make sure that the misinformation isn't being spread. Mm -hmm. um, this isn't a dog-eat-dog -dog industry. It is tough with competition. And, you know, even if you don't get that audition or that callback, or if, you know, you made that callback but you didn't get the role, that's okay. You were close to what you thought they needed or they wanted for that role. You just weren't a fit. It's no it's no testament to how you are as an actor. It's just what you offered was great, but it just wasn't what they were looking for. So yeah, the, being able to deal with disappointment and failure is a big part of being a voice actor as much as it is building your network and getting your equipment. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of talents forget that uh, because it's it it touches on the more sensitive aspects of being a talent, but the uh, vulnerability of it all, the vulnerability of it all, uh, we have to we have to put emphasis on that as much as everything else. Mm -hmm. So uh, <laughs> I lo I love it very motivational for everyone this isn't just information this is motivation for all voice actors out there who yeah. hopefully listen to this podcast please <laughs> yeah so, and today on baby got booth we have I'm lessons clipping. for life in i'm voice clipping acting. that i'm clipping that <laughs> I, okay. i'll form a contract i'll send it to you later but i'm clipping that i don't care <laughs> so with yes. so you get there and you are with an agent you said you were with an agency correct Yes. I'm, and that helps you kind of direct you towards work you can still may or may not get. But it's just like, hey, here, here's a job that I think you can do or that I helped you get. Um, and was well, that the correct method that they use for agency? Because I think you would know better than me. Yes. Um, yeah, the agencies are there to help you have access to projects that you wouldn't necessarily find on these more open channels like Twitter, mm -hmm. Casting Call Club, or even through rosters. They can be similar, but they, they have more exclusive channels because they're established, whether if they're a SAG 
recognized agency or if there's something if there's an attribute of the agency that allows them to have these connections though those are the reasons that the agencies are there they're they're helpful in helping clients find highly skilled talent for their projects that they need because mm-hmm. ultimately we all have to remember these studios these game developers they're looking for a top talent that can do that can not only do the job but do the job incredibly well and also be fun to work with and they can't audition literally everybody like sometimes it's like we need this we need this kind of person we don't have time to let every every Joe Schmo audition we like we have these mm-hmm. people who have good people let's hit them up and they'll send us people to audition right yeah it, it 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 can be like that other times it cannot it it also depends on what the cap is for the role that they're auditioning for that okay. they're casting for okay so to be a part of a agency that's an audition in itself correct to kind of you're kind of selling yourself being like i can get i can if you can get me work i'll mm-hmm. get the work and make the money for you right yeah, it's essentially a job interview. You are you're sizing up the agency and the agent as much as they are sizing you up. Assessing, oh, where are you? Are you a seasoned talent? What have you done? What do you love about this industry? What do you hope to gain from us? What can you give us? What can we give you? What do you desire to get from us as being a talent represent uh representing you as a talent? Mhm. Yeah, it's it's a job interview uh, in which you're gauging whether or not they'd be a good fit because ultimately, they're your being a your brand is being a part of their brand uh, for that given year. Yeah, whatever the contract says, if they're representing you, they're representing you just as much as you're representing them. And of course, yeah. Just like what fortunately happened for me with Lightyear, I uh, my my agent had a a great relationship with um uh with Disney and they needed to find a voice actor that fit it and you know uh diversity and equity is very important to Disney along with a lot of studios and so they wanted to be able to get someone who not only fit the role appropriately but also who could do the job and have fun doing it and also you know is a pretty pretty decent person not to say that you know i'm tooting my own horn here please no i'm 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 I'm, flex all you want it's completely granted you're granted granted (laughs) thanks rez uh (laughs) but yeah that 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 is a good summation of as far as uh with getting an agent so it's a partnership pretty much to where it is you gave me the jobs i'll get the jobs and we can both make some money together um so I like to say it's more of a collaboration because partnership okay. in in the legal sm- in the legal sure. span of things, sure. yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's a little different. We care about but laws yeah. here. Yeah, that that that's my business law brain notch going off. It's like please wow, educate wow. me. I, I'm, no, you're gonna, good. If this is gonna be something, I need to know the business side of it. I'm just right. I'm just I just, I just hit people mm-hmm. up on Twitter saying you want to talk, and they're like, cool. And then we do, and then bam, we make something. We make something together and like no <laughs> no contracts, no bullshit. It's just you're gonna talk just to me agreement. and if you and if you talk shit about me, I don't know, I can't sue you. Go ahead. Yeah, it's like uh <laughs> if this well, was the worst experience shame. of your life. Yeah, the they're burning the bridge. That's the unfortunate thing. If they wanna t- 
talk you bad or rub you bad, you know, that's their that's their loss. Sure. L- luckily, uh, everyone loves me. No. Yeah. I mean, dude, <laughs> I I find it hard to find anyone who hates you. <laughs> Give it time. You, you make oh, enemies boy. on the way. You make enemies on the way. I know that much. I try not to make enemies, but if I see them, you know, it's it's. I'm gonna either launch a Getsuga Tensho, or you know, I'm gonna point my Keyblade at them, and it's gonna be ours or Kingdom, or you can do a backflip. You can do a backflip, and no one's gonna fight someone who can do a backflip. You know, that's why you know, I wouldn't fight Chris Brown. He can do a backflip. I want to fight him for many reasons, but I can't because he can do a backflip. It's funny that you mentioned that because I actually Chris Brown? have with yeah I worked with him on a music video really <laughs> yeah you know everybody you know everybody <laughs> no I don't know everybody I know a good handful of people but uh, uh, he, he he can do a backflip <laughs> he can do a backflip I don't I never doubted that in my life but thank you for, for confirming it <laughs> of course okay, but speak, yeah. speaking of people you know yes I I want to ask this to every voice actor period in L A mm-hmm. have you okay. met Matthew Mercer. I have not met Matthew oh! Mercer in person. You know, every, I have seen. You've seen him. everyone but him. You've seen him. I have seen Matthew Mercer. I have it, never worked with him. I have yet. I have not worked enough. with Matt yet. You've I been in the not. presence of Matthew Mercer, my hero. Yeah, like I'd say a good twenty feet away. Because uh, here, 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 here's the funny thing. Um, when I saw Matthew Mercer, uh, Matt Mercer, he was at, this was actually Anime Expo 2019. Okay. When I actually met Cassandra Morris and also Billy Kamitz for the first time. Uh, again, another one. Rest in peace. I know. Uh, that was when Promare had premiered Oh, that same week in July when Anime Expo 2019 was going on. And Billy was one of the leads for Promare. And that was, and that was the first time I met him. And he was so genuine. He was so amazing. A great talent incredible talent i'm god um yeah him and cassandra were tabling uh right next door to each other so (laughs) yeah i i got to meet them both and it was a really wonderful chance meeting and i'm so humbled i got to speak with both of them yeah but as far as matt mercer goes i'm still yet to acknowledge my existence and also meet the legendary mercer himself. matthew please matthew okay no, not right now, Matthew. I'm still working on it. I'm still growing. But please, one day, <laughs> please, I swear to you. You're my hero. I want you on here. Please listen to this. You're invited on episode 50 once I know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> if he's listening. Yep, there you go. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, honestly, he's the kind of guy I can believe he would. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. For sure. Matthew's a down-to-earth, honest guy, too. He's he's he, he's He's quite a goof as well, I'm sure. Right. That's, that's a Matthew Mercer corner. I'll make sure to make put that in every single episode. He's in the, again. He's referenced in so many of my videos. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm actually afraid he'll think I'm weird. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it, the fact that you're a fan, I'm pretty sure he'll appreciate. I'm a huge that. fan. So yeah. <laughs> back to you, Justin. I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Justin too. So let's back to, get back oh, to Justin. Oh goodness. Oh wow. <laughs> so, like, do you have any like wants or future small? long-term goals for your career as you go on with your so much talent thank you for uh mentioning that there's so much i mean i wouldn't be a talent if i didn't have the goals i have i've i've been lucky enough to work background on a number of my favorite franchises along with being able to voice on some pretty amazing projects 
through like Pixar, Epic Games, and even uh, Moonton and Nimble Neuron uh, uh, on the mobile, the the console, video game platform space. But yeah, no, I, I, I I've even had the opportunity to be a part of the Lucasfilm universe, uh, working on Obi Wan Kenobi, and mm-hmm. so I definitely, hopefully, one day, I want to be a a stunt Jedi or someone oh, a stunt okay. force sensitive who can do acrobatics and just have fun with the saber whether I get to slash clone troopers or stormtroopers first order or galactic empire and like with you know those uh, fuses or like I'll have like a little fire uh, you know I'll have pyro strapped to me and then if I need to simulate getting shot with a blaster bolt yeah, I'm like, Argh! yeah, grunt and all. I will do it. I, I, I hope I get to be on a project like that, and I, I really hope to, uh, should, make wanna, magic like that. You just want to do some flips and kill some space Nazis. I think that's your. Uh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> and I've already shared how I've, how I would die to be on Kingdom Hearts, but also. Uh-huh. I grew up with the Resident Evil Biohazard series. It was a franchise I played with my mom as a kid. Oh, wow. At the age of four. Oh, yeah. The original Resident Evil 1, Biohazard on the PlayStation 1. Oh, yeah. I I grew up with that. I remember running through the streets of Raccoon City in RE2 and RE3 on PS1 and then seeing Nemesis in the third one in Last <laughs> Escape just running through chasing you uh-huh. and I would be holding the strategy guide while my mom would man the controller <laughs> and I'm like mom go that way go that way go no turn to the other alley no not that alley the other alley W mom in my prepubescent voice of course but yeah um, yeah Resident Evil Kingdom Hearts and Star Wars are among those I mean I would love to have a rise into the Marvel Cinematic Universe also don't we all I mean, Simu Liu, man, our Canadian from Toronto who rose to fame as the the wielder of the Ten Rings, man, uh, one day. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're already kind of there. You you have worked f- not for Taika Waititi. You've worked instead of Taika Waititi, and that's a connection. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're almost – it's all, again, like you said, it's all about connection. It's all about the network. Maybe mm-hmm. – maybe, maybe, uh, It's a big part of it. Maybe Taika loved your your impression. He's like, I want you in Thor 6 or whatever as uh, – I, I would be Kors honored younger, if he was. Kors younger brother, Morg. <laughs> Morb. Hello there. <laughs> hey, Korg. Can I have a cookie? <laughs> no, you can't have a cookie. You can't have a volcanic rock cookie. Those Put are... this for your audition. He'll love it. I bet he will. He seems like a cool guy. Those are going to ruin your teeth, man. It's like, oh, come on, Uncle Korg. You don't let me have anything. <laughs> it's like, all right, fine. Be that way, little shit. Okay. We've hit, <laughs> we've hit everything. I need to okay. unleash now. We need to, for the last few minutes we have, the yes. Kingdom Hearts stuff. We need to get to it. Oh, I, I can't, oh, I can't hold it anymore. When okay. do you think Kingdom Hearts 4 is coming out? I think KH4 will come out 2025. Oh, it's I I I'm crossing 2024. Like, yeah, maybe so? because we have 16 and seven remake two coming out, and of course they can't they can't yeah, come out at the same time. We have uh, it's called Rebirth. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I forgot the name. On. I want I want I want to make this clear, Res. Okay, I theorized 
that remake was not a de- a clear depiction on the title of FF7 remake. You I were correct. I declared it as a subtitle, and people were like, "It's not even a full remake. Why do they have remake on the title?" I'm like, "Dude, it's a freaking subtitle. Like FF7R is their hashtag." I saw that it as they're, they're remaking the timeline. There we go. That's another theory. Mm-hmm. Another clear sound theory. Perfect. Exactly. But no, you got the you got the butthurt fanboys saying otherwise. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I mean, I played, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I played remake before seven, and honestly, seven, the original seven, one of my top mm. games, one of my top ten games of all time. Like it's a timeless it's a masterpiece, classic, right? Oh yeah. Whew. So I'm excited. I'm excited for sixteen and rebirth two or yes. f- remake two, whatever. Uh, but four is like you're probably right. Twenty twenty five. Hopefully early 2025. It's not going to be three. We're not going to wait 10 years for it. Yeah, no, that's... T- <laughs> but hey, we, we had Birth by Sleep. We had Recoded. We had all those things. Recoded doesn't count. Okay, fine. We Recoded was count. not a game. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. Ah! <laughs> okay. Um, I'll give you that. Though, we have we have two, ga- two additional games uh, that are in development right now since Dark Road had just finished. Mobile games don't count either. Okay, fine. All right. Sorry. We have... Oh, okay. So then that's one. We have nothing. We have nothing. Okay, fine. Oh, God. Oh, I tried. See, I tried. Numura-san. I tried. <laughs> to plug my own stuff, me and my... Hey, me, this. <laughs> me and my boy Jimmy did a um yeah. a um reaction to Dark Road. And I'll admit, uh-huh. Dark Road, confusing like it's like everything else. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We have our we have our theories, of course. Dark Road, cool. Missing Link, no. Missing Link is a no for me. I don't I don't care. I just don't care. I want Sora. I want Donald. I want Goofy. The lore is cool. Um, they keep pulling me in with Lushu being everywhere. Every game is like, where or who is Lushu? Right. I'm so confused. I mean, confused in a good way. Just because, just because he's been working in the background all this time, for, hundreds for... of years. Hundreds yes. of years. The patience on this man. Oh, my God. Yeah, and here we're thinking that Brag Zigbar Lushu is just freaking, oh, it's like, dude, I'm sick of waiting. Like, you know, he's this impatient butthole. But mm-hmm. no, he's been waiting a he's lot He's a patient longer. butthole. He's a patient he butthole. He's a pretty patient <laughs> Yeah, he is a patient <laughs> butthole. <laughs> I, want, I want to know when he started talking like that because Lushu didn't sound like that. So either he adopted that accent or he possessed someone who sounded like that and just said, fuck it, I'm keeping it. Yeah, because he was like, what about the others? And then he's like, yo, I haven't heard that in a long time. As if. As if. Yeah, exactly. We there all need go. that catchphrase. Oh, you, you make a pretty good break. You could be a break, break, break voice match. Oh, no. Uh, I, <laughs> I couldn't. Why not? <laughs> I couldn't. Why not? Uh, because I, 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 I love... Uh, I love I love Briggs voice actor right now, and you can great. help him out. You can give him a break. You can nah, give him a break. Nah, I, I I think he has enough breaks. I think he's like <laughs> okay, bring on the next one. Or sorry, arc reload. Oh yes. <laughs> oh god. See when I get a voice Kingdom Hearts voice actor on here, that's just gonna be the whole podcast. Say this line. Say this line. Say this line. <laughs> say this line. Oh yeah. Uh, if I ever get on Cage Four, I bet I bet that's what the follow up interview is gonna be. See. <laughs> oh yes. If you if you get if you right, make it, if you make it a Kingdom Hearts game, you're coming. Your ass is right back in this Discord call. <laughs> it's like, yo, and welcome back, and <laughs> welcome to Baby Got Boo. No, fuck it. No, what was it like? 
<laughs> say, the, say the line. Say the line. Get out the brass tacks. Say it. I'll be like, see you. What line? Help right. me, Buzz. Ah! <laughs> see, right under Matthew Mercer is uh, Haley Joe Osment on my yeah, wish list. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> see, see. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I know a guy who can do your voice pretty yeah. well. He can, if you, if you ever need a break or you're a little tired, you can have him, and I can, I can hook you up. That's the network. Here we go. I got you. A little I bit higher. A little bit. And my director's coming out. A little out. higher. Mm, you, see, Donald. See, that's why. That's why he doesn't do the young voice anymore. Because he just. Because if you in 3D, his his voice was okay, but you could tell he was pushing it a little bit. Yeah. In three, and especially in Benitez. Benitez is just him talking. Period. But just like oh, yeah. a little more evil. Like this. Or, you know, there's actually another voice role he was voicing in uh, at the same time. Uh, you, you ever hear of a show called Jurassic World Cretaceous, uh, Camp Cretaceous? Don't think I have. Haley Joel Osment voices a villain in that series. Uh, he, he must love his villains. That's why they're going to bring Venetus back. He's like, I'm not coming back unless Venetus is here, so I can have a break from being sore. <laughs> yeah, he's like... I am you. <laughs> and see, he didn't sound like that in Birth by Sleep. He sounded kind of regular, but I, I think he said, I want to be a little bit more evil in 3. Yeah, he added that sneer. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. He yeah. definitely was like, let's amp up the darkness a little bit. Oh, my God. So good. I need him on here. Him and Matthew together. <laughs> yeah, 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 your viewership's going to exponentially increase. <laughs> but you know what? That, that's yeah. That's... In the future, this is now, and I gotta thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you, Rez. It, it, it's such an honor to have been a part of this, and having you uh, so willing, uh, alongside your viewers, to ask about my story and my impressions about everything that's led me up to this point in my career, and I, 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 I look forward to seeing what more I can deliver for everyone, whether they're a talent, a listener, or someone who's just absolutely obsessed with your show <laughs> no i love having people with like because again mm-hmm. with your with your very diverse long resume i'm like i need to talk to this guy about everything and we didn't even get oh. to everything <laughs> and we need a part two of this sometime when you give in more work <laughs> uh i will i will work very hard and diligently for that as will i when i can <laughs> excellent again i don't yeah, got that i don't got that perfect work work life balance you got i know if if there's a will there's always a way. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been Baby Guy Booth. We will see you later. <laughs>